The Versecast is brought to you by Engine. Create your free community website at enjin.com. coming off probably one of the worst weeks that I have had in years. Ow! Last Monday, my car died. Oh, Jesus. It it wasn't an accident, was it? No, 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 no. Freeway, just 200,000 miles. Time to to put her down. I understand old. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of put her down, uh, Wednesday, I had to put down my uh, cat Bob of 19 years. Oh yeah, man. That's I'm really sorry about that. That sucks. I, uh, I yeah. I, Bob was like um, <clears throat> he was more than just a cat. I, I had him. I've had him since the week he had been weaned. So he's oh, wow. been my cat for 19 years. Um, I got Bob when I had long hair. Was living in warehouses, going on tour. <clears throat> excuse me, going on tour. Um, you know, being a full time musician. That's uh-huh. how long ago that was. It was another lifetime. Um, Bob was there when I brought my son home when he was born. Um, Bob's been there through uh, living in Florida, living in New Jersey, living in California. Wow. It was uh, <clears throat> it was tough. His um, The last week or so, he really deteriorated. Um, his kidneys started to go. Yeah. And basically, when we brought him in, I kind of had a feeling that we were going to need to put him down. And the doctor was like, all we can really do is make him comfortable. And he is 19. And so... We uh, we he put him down. He was in my arms, and they I was petting him, and he went quietly into uh, the uh, the uh, great uh, great void. Bob is with the big cat. True, true, and it's weird. His presence is definitely missed. You feel it in the house. So, so anyway, let me continue because my week didn't get much better. Um, oh. Thursday, my wife comes home, and we have um, we have two Italian greyhounds, we have and a Chihuahua. The Chihuahua's twelve, one greyhound's eight, the other one is one is one and a half. The baby Jenkins. So we got home in Chili Willy. The twelve year old Chihuahua was, or my wife got home, laying on the floor, unable to get up, not able to use oh. his back legs, completely out of the blue. So she calls me crying, completely panicked. I let her know if I need to leave work, just let me know and. She gets him to the vet, and he starts to walk around. He starts to feel better. And we knew he had a heart murmur, and the doctor had said that um, at this point in his life, we may want to consider putting him on diuretics and, and other medications that would in turn affect his kidneys. Now, we had just put my cat down the day before because of kidney failure. Right. So my wife was like, you know, can, he seems better now. He's breathing. You know, he's walking around. He's better now. Can, can I just have the weekend to think about it? And the doctor was like, yeah, sure. He seems fine. It's not a problem. So she took him home. I wake up Saturday morning and my wife's crying and she's like, she's like, could you please look at Chili Willie? And I'm like, yeah, sure. And I go over and I look at him and he's breathing like he just ran a marathon. Ugh. And she's walking out the door to go do something with her family. And she's like, can you just keep an eye on him through the day? And I said, yeah. So through the course of the day, I, I you know, fired up my joystick and started, you know, doing some Star Citizen. I was super excited to finally have a break from the nightmare that was that week. And start playtesting a little bit, and periodically I would go check on Chili Willie. Well, as the day wore on, he didn't get any better. He didn't get any worse, but he didn't get any better. And he started to get more and more lethargic. So I was telling my wife this. I'm like, he's not looking too good. You know, he's just he's just not doing well. So by the time she got home, she's like, we have to take him to the emergency room. I'm like, yeah, I think we do. And we brought him in, and um, because of his heart murmur, I guess fluids backed up into his lungs. Oh, okay. And he couldn't breathe. And his gums were turning blue from the lack of oxygen. 
Oh, so it's and, like a congestive heart thing. Right. And and the doctor's talking like end-stage congestive heart failure, to which my wife is like, I, I, we just we lost our cat. Now we're going to lose, you know. And Bob was my cat. The two Italian greyhounds are our dogs. We got them together. Chili Willie is her dog. She's had yeah. him forever. So... You know, the doctor's like, well, you know, it's going to be a hit or miss tonight. And so we didn't know if we, we got in the car driving home. We didn't know if we were going to lose him. And he was in an oxygenated kennel the whole night um, before they were finally able to give him diuretics and, and get his heart rate reduced and get his lungs cleared. And we didn't get to bring him home until last night. You, you know, we were um, we were all together doing um, the Sunday night meetup and I had to drop out for a couple of hours to go and, and get him and bring him back. He's doing better, but he's not doing great. Mm, okay. So, yeah, that was oh oh, and to cap it all off, to cap it all off, um, the week before, um, Mac Virus sent me an email on on Versecast, said that he was mm-hmm. going to be in town uh, this past week, and if we, I wanted to get together, and I said, yeah, that would be great, man. You know, hit, hit me up, let me know, and we'll totally get together. Well, the week that I had, I didn't really log into Versecast much at all, and I didn't check any of my messages. So Friday night, before the whole. Saturday Chili Willy thing. I had an opportunity to open up my messages and check them, and Mac Virus left on <sighs> Friday. Dude, I hope you bought lottery tickets on the way home tonight because you're due. I am due for something. I don't know what, but I am due for something. Um, but uh, Mac Virus, if you're listening, dude, I, I sent him a message and I haven't heard from him yet, and I feel really bad, and I'm really sorry. Um, truth is that like I, that we last week was just horrible, horrible. Yeah. Oh bummer! Well, let's um, let's talk about Star Citizen. I am uh, I'm ready. I am I am excited. Uh, I will say though, with with all of the um, all of the lameness of of this past week, I did manage to actually start working with my uh, Hotas setup. I did manage to get in game a little bit, and we had an awesome Sunday night meetup. And I know we'll talk all about that stuff uh, next show, but there was a little bit of light in a rather abysmal week. Well, I'm glad to hear that. Well, we are Those Guys With Ships, and this is episode 64 of the Versecast, the best damn Star Citizen podcast. And my name is Gleep. And uh, first off, I wanted to um, to send a shout-out to uh, Ms. Sandy Gardner uh, for her Facebook post, which I, I... How do I see her Facebook posts on Twitter? It's, it's amazing to me. Uh, but anyway, she sent us a, as she uh, ha- does from time to time, a screenshot or a, um, a picture from her phone of somebody's screen. Uh, and it was just a jaw-dropping picture of John Reese davies uh, his character from Squadron 42. And I can't, I can't remember his character's name. I just know that he, um, he's like the security chief on, is, it might be the Shubin mining thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Former, like if I remember correctly, like former... Uh, former military vet and kind of like walked away type of thing and right right and he's he's uh he knows um uh um Mark Hamill's character, uh, the old man. Right. Um, they they have a past, and I guess they their paths cross again. But anyway, uh, this picture is just I'm just I'm amazed by it. I mean it it because it looks like John Reese Davies. It looks like him in a movie. You know, in a costume in a movie. Um, and uh, so it's it it's really uh, sort of saying to me this is kind of what the magic of performance capture um, is potentially going to be like. Um, so you know it's being able to as the player character in Squadron Forty Two to be able to interact with you know this actor. I mean he's not just a, he's just not just an NPC in well he is an NPC but he's not just an NPC in a video game i mean he's he's gimli you know from lord of the rings he's you know uh, sally from indiana jones sala you know, not sally yeah him too <laughs> and um uh, but anyway i just i thought um when i saw that picture it was it was uh, extremely cool so definitely go um uh, check out sandy's um uh, twitter feed and uh, you shall you can find uh, that pic she sent it out uh, um i guess last week sometime so it's very very cool very exciting looking forward to uh seeing uh, this character and interacting with this character in uh, real time as it were um, in the game there's um there's so much character in his face 
Um, I know. It's crazy. I mean, it doesn't look like a computer-rendered character. You know, it, it looks it looks more almost like like a painting, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. or, or, or a processed photograph. I mean, it doesn't look like... It, it just looks really human, which is, is sort of odd when you think about it. But. Well, the, um, the, the, the uh, what is it, the, the AAA or the, the A characters, I forget the terminology that they're using for it, but the, the upper echelon, the, the Mark Hamill's uh, characters, uh, mm. the, the render quality on those characters, uh, Gary Oldman, the Gary Oldmans, um, is absolutely, like, spectacular. And I, I think you're right. It's going to be really cool to interact with them because it's it's going to feel more alive and more um, character-driven than when you look at uh, your your more typical um, characters in a video game. Yeah. I, I'm totally going up to this character and, like, saying, you know, you were my favorite in all the Lord of the Rings movies. You know, I, you know can you sign my battle axe? <laughs> you can ask for an autograph. I am going to ask for an autograph in the game. Perfect. I need help. All right. Well, so definitely uh, check that out. And thank you, Sandy, for posting that. Very cool. Um, so I guess, you know, Star Citizen, the big news this week has got to be Alpha 2.2. Um, it's still in the PTU. Um, as of uh, Sunday, last night, uh, you mentioned we had gotten together to play. Um, it was uh, Patch E, uh, 2.2.0.2 version E. Uh, they dropped another version today, so we are at version F as of this recording. Um, so <clears throat> I was saying in chat last night, I was predicting that they would push to live tonight, and I'm thinking that's probably not going to happen. Yeah, they're, um, um, they're a little behind the eight ball on pushing to live this month. Yeah, yeah. I, it's, I mean, I guess, you know, I, we're not complaining, but I, I sort of thought, you know, the first month out that they might... Um, uh, you know, try to. Oh, I'm sure they did try to get <laughs> try. to get. Go ahead, go get, ahead. You can say it. You can say it. You thought they 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 would like for the first month out that actually be on time. <laughs> yes, or get it out during the month. But you know, to be fair, to be fair, there's only 29 days this month. So really, right. you know, if they get it out in the next couple of days, you know, it's kind of you know, six of one, half dozen of another. You're an apologist. I am. I'm a fanboy. <laughs> um, I, I will say this. Um, what they've added to 2.2 um, is is really cool. Um, they, they've made some really nice strides, and understanding that it's a little bit later than it should be, um, I do think that when it's stable and it goes too live, um, it's going to be a little little bit of a game changer uh, in regards to um, existing in the persistent universe. Mm-hmm. I I, I agree. Um, I think the biggest uh, feature that is included in 2.2 is the new lobby system. Um, I, it's not the brightest and shiniest, uh, of course, but um, um, and it's interesting because uh, there was no mention of it in the in the patch notes, which I thought yeah. was kind of odd. It was a surprise for me when we were talking about it last night. Yeah, so um, uh, they they had mentioned it on um, it got mentioned on reverse the verse briefly, uh, but they didn't talk about it much in detail. But I did uh, I checked the uh, the patch notes. To be fair, I checked the patch notes uh, in Reddit. So I, I but I, I doubt that it would have been uh, dropped out of that. But um, so anyway, uh, we're going to discuss our experiences uh, using the new lobby system uh, in the community show. But um, um, I think that that is uh, the um, the most significant addition to the game, but not nearly as bright and shiny, perhaps, as the flyable saber, Jimmy. Uh-huh. Yeah, I took it out. And and what one thing that really kind of made me kind of a little giddy was that the, um, the stick and throttle on the saber mm-hmm. matches your, your general stick and throttle, uh, you know, that you, you know, that your, your typical HOTAS setup. Oh, mm-hmm. and uh, so to look down at my hand, to look down at my throttle, and look up at the screen and see a a virtual facsimile of it, I was like, "Oh, this is so cool." <laughs> well, what, what do you what do you think of the ship? Um, uh, I think in the in the first few patches, in the first few iterations of the of the patch, uh, there were folks were saying that it seemed uh, it was handling a bit heavy, that it flew a bit too much like the Vanguard. I know they they've made some. Uh, changes to it in patches uh, B through uh, I guess now F 
Um, but um, uh, how did you think about the way that it flew in? I don't know. Did you did you fly much in a Gladius before that you would be able to kind of compare the two? So I've not really flown much in a Gladius. Um, the the ships that I've flown extensively would be the Hornet and uh, now more recently the Avenger, as far as single she- single seaters go. Um, Easy for you to say. Yeah, right. Uh, the uh, and then of course the Freelancer. Um, I tend to fly heavier ships. Okay. Um, you know, now also I didn't really get a chance to jump into 2.2 uh, until it got to E. And it's funny because every night I got home this week or this past week, I tried. Lord knows I tried. <laughs> and, and I would go, okay, now I can get into play. And it would be update. And I was like, son of a. And that's an hour and a half. And I'm like, there goes my game time because I got a patch. So it was a kind of a comedy of errors because I'd get real excited. Then I'd wait to patch. Then I would shut down and go to bed, get up the next day, try and get into play, see that I had another patch, download that, game time over, and rinse and repeat for like three days. <laughs> so I finally had the opportunity to get in an E. And um, I'm assuming they resolved um, a number of issues. I'd seen issues like uh, there were some issues with the shielding. And yeah, that, that, that it handled heavy. Now, I only got to really take it out once um, because for the Sunday night meetup, um, I had a chance to really get down and dirty with it because really the rest of the weekend I had spent in uh, in live uh, basically programming my HOTAS and we'll get into that in the next show. But So I didn't really have a lot. Once I got the time to get into game, I was busy with that. So Sunday night rolled around and I got to jump into the Sabre and take it out and um, I immediately got attacked by a dude in a Gladius player. And huh. yeah, and I was like, okay, well, this I, I'm cool with this. So it was a great way to play test it. And um, we went back and forth for a while. It, it was really close. I was taking a fair bit of damage. He was taking a fair bit of damage. Um, I will say that I, I picked up very quickly on my advantage in decoupling because mm-hmm. he was not decoupling. So he would he was basically um, trying to um, do the flyby, you know. Um, Joust. He was jousting me, basically. And mm-hmm. every time he would fly by me, I would decouple and turn around um, and then kind of adjust my throttle a little bit to almost match his speed and just lay into him. And he didn't know what to do, and I just found that delightful. Um, <laughs> and it got to the point where I finally got to... I almost killed him. He jumped out. He ran away. Yeah. So oh. from a little bit of play experience in the Sabre, I will say that it handles really nice. It's got some nice firepower. Um, I do want to gimbal the fixed weapons so that I've really got an opportunity to maximize my targeting for all four weapons. Um, but aside from that, um, I enjoyed it. I liked it. It's a it's a good ship. It was fun to fly. I know that there's um, I know there's some bugs. I'm sure I'm missing from my limited play test. But the fact that I was able to on the first test flight hold my own against the Gladius and actually had he not jumped win makes me very happy with the ship. Oh, good, good, good. Well, I had fun with it the couple times that I flew one. Um, it did, uh, and this, these were in earlier iterations, so I don't know what it's uh, what it's like now. But um, it did seem a little op to me. Um, but uh, but then I, you know, I I think that it's supposed to be the new space superiority fighter. You know, yeah. like the uh, like the, what the Hornet used to be, or the well, Super Hornet used to be. It's got big guns. I mean, it's got two size threes and two size twos. And and of course, if I gimbal the size threes, it'll be twos and twos. But even still. Um, the Hornet has the and not the Super Hornet, the, the standard Hornet has the the flexibility of doing two size twos on the wings and two size ones on the nose. So you've got a significant upgrade just there, just in that alone. It's also a faster ship. It also handles better. So you know, and it's also, my understanding, it's also a little bit tougher than the Gladius. Yeah, I, I thought I, I've heard it described as a glass cannon, which would seem to uh, indicate that it's not that tough. Um, Interesting. Okay. Um, again, limited play test. Um, in my experience, it was able to hold its own against a, a pretty serious barrage of fire from uh, Gladius. Well, I mean, you know, it, it's kind of like the uh, the weather uh, close to the equator. If you don't like it, just wait 15 minutes because they <laughs> will be rebalancing these things. Exactly. Um, my initial impression was that it's fun, um, and I'm excited to use it as my primary, um, really, honestly, my primary arena commander fighter. Mm. 
Well, um, another experience I had with one was not actually when I was flying it, but instead I was uh, I was uh, in my uh, stalker and I was out uh, doing a recovery mission and I lowered the back door and there was a saber coming at me at very high speed. Um, sort of, uh, I, I took it in the hind end there, Jimmy. <laughs> Ouch, did you get shot in the face? Um, no, we both went splody splode. Oh, he um, crashed into you. Oh, he he crashed in. I don't know why he flew all the way out there just to crash into me. But you know, it's like you know, why not fire a few shots? I mean, if, uh, yeah. if you want if you want to fight, you know, fire. You know, give give me some fair warning. Let me get back in my seat. You know, you're gonna win because I not only because I suck, but also because I'm in an uh, uh, an Avenger and you're in a you know you're in the space superiority fighter. You know, so I mean, it's just ganking is so unnecessary. It's um, it's the insecurity of a poor pilot. He, he says before he gets ganked every time he goes into the game for the next month. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well, uh, but and this, of course, this topic dovetails very nicely into the new hostility system. Um, this, in my opinion, this is the big the big thing um, entering the game. Like I know you were saying that for you, it's it's the uh, lobby system, and I, and I I don't disagree, but for me, the hostility system and the bounty system are. Huge adds to uh, the uh, the mini PU. Yeah, I, I, I don't understand fully how it works. I, I, I think I understand the the bounty system better. That um, it has more to do with you you gain kind of like if you want to do a GTA. I don't. You've never played GTA, right? Or you don't. You don't. Play um, GTA. I I don't. I have, and I don't. Okay, so so you but you understand the the five star wanted level, right? The mechanic. So mm-hmm. um, and. Coincidentally, there are five criminal levels uh, in in this bounty system, and at the if you uh, if you're a bad boy five times, um, uh, you there will be a global bounty mission that gets posted to everyone on the server. Um, yeah, they, they show come. where they show where you can jump to, which is pretty awesome. <laughs> and that the, if they come and successfully um, uh, uh, terminate you, uh, they they get a Klaus and Werner ATT4 energy rifle uh, waiting for them in their bedroom. It's kind of cool. It's kind of like Christmas morning. It's like you know, if you go out and kill the bad guys, I got to go home because my rifle's there. <laughs> nice. Now this is where is this waiting for you exactly? Is it in your it's, hangar or is it in, it's in your? No, no. At Port Alisar in your in your little cubicle. Uh, Really? Yeah. Yeah, you, you yeah, you, you go back there and I wonder if you have to respawn. Well wonder, yeah, that's why I thought it was interesting. Are you sure it's not at the security outpost? No, they said that it's it's in your um in your bedroom, which hmm. the only bedroom I can think of is the um is the uh Port Alisar um yeah, the Habacubes, yeah. Yeah, the Habacubes, yeah. Huh, interesting. I have not found one yet, so um right. uh, but this I I just I don't write the news I just report it. Um, <laughs> I um it, with with what I was able to experience with it um I had, I had seen somebody with a level five and I know that because I could see um when you uh, hit B to pull up your map I could see a jump point to a criminal and I just thought that was infinitely amusing and I heard a story about um, there was one guy that was basically being chased down by like you know, a half dozen guys and ships. That's very cool. Yeah. Now you see now I I can. I can sort of understand why you would want to do that because, you know, I've played all the GTA games and, um, you know, I, you know, sometimes you just, you know, you don't want to do a, a mission. You just want to go out there and be a jerk and, and ha- see if you can outrun the cops. Well, I, so, will, I will tell you one thing that I, f- I found fascinating about this ad was that um, you also have the option of, uh, of hacking into the system and clearing your wanted status by going yes. to the security outpost. Yes. Um, this to me is a brilliant move by CIG because it gives purpose to that outpost beyond just, hey, let's go there and go pew, pew, pew. There's now <coughs> a reason for bad guys to go there and a reason for good guys to go there. And it drives the the PVP in that station. And I just think that... If you're going to deal with griefing this way going forward, um, it's incredibly smart. It's well done. It's well thought out. And it, it adds an element that's been missing. And, and and the Persistent Universe is brand new, and it's got a long way to go. So I wouldn't say that it adds something that was missing. I would say that it now this iteration now adds a player versus player element that wasn't there before. 
Oh yeah, yeah. Well, and there's and there's consequences too. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, the hostility system. You know, if you if you if you be a douchebag, you get marked as a douchebag. Um, and then if you do that enough, you you have uh, sufficient bounty on you that everyone's going to be chasing you. Right. Um, and uh, we also have monitored systems or monitored zones now, uh, which uh, include uh, <clears throat> large areas of, of the Crusader system. Um, let's see, the uh, any active comm array is going to be a monitored zone, as well as Cryastro, uh, the repair station, and Port Olisar. So... Um, if you misbehave in those areas, I believe uh, they will also send um, uh, AI sentries out after you, too. Uh, I, uh, I also love the fact that you can go and power down one of those yes. uh, satellite yeah. arrays yeah. now. I think that's great. If you if you don't want to attack a player, um, if you want to just do something else, you can go out to one of those arrays and power down a system and get a bounty on your head. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that that's... Um, I, yeah, and, and obviously all of this stuff, all of these, you know, uh, roles that are supported by the design of the game, you know, absolutely, you know, it's just, I, I think that there's a, there's a subtle line that a lot of players don't always get, you know, which is like, you know, you don't have to, you don't have to spawn camp, you know, you right. don't have to, you don't have to gank people that are, you know, uh, you know, are floating in space with their back with their back door down. <laughs> yeah, you, you don't have to crash into other ships uh, at Port Alisar. Yeah. So, anyway, um, hostility, monitored zones, bounty system, all good things. Uh, got the flyable saber and hangar ready car to all. Have, have you uh, have you talked to anybody that has one of these yet? Uh, one of my friends in the uh, Coalition of the Lost Smugglers uh, actually has one, uh, and he mm. shot a really nice video. Um, I'll have to try and see if I can't grab it. Maybe I'll post it over at uh, Versecast. But he uh, grabbed a he grabbed a really nice full video of the ship, and um, it's a weird, quirky, um, beautiful looking ship. Yeah, it's, it's kind of strange looking in its landed. Um, yeah, um, it almost looks like it's crashed. <laughs> yeah, I haven't had a I haven't had a chance to see it take off, and and I haven't had a chance to see it flyable. This was just well, actually, it's not flyable. Never mind. Yeah. Um, yeah, good point. Yeah, yeah. It's um, but in the hangar, um, it, it is. It, yeah, you're right. It's like a weird kind of almost crashed looking ship. Um, very alien, and they they really did a nice job with making it look not like a human ship. Yeah, yeah. Well, you remember it used to be a two seater. That's weird. It's not anymore. Yep. And there's there's a story there, um, which they shared with us in uh, Reverse the Versus Week, uh, explaining how the two seats went the way of the dodo. Uh, we'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, and uh, uh, as the final bit of the patches, we got new FPS animations and weapons and numerous fixes across the game, including physicalized EVA, too. Yeah, and I've, I noticed the, the EVA seemed a little bit... Oh, so much um, better. Yeah, so much, uh, a little bit more intuitive. I mean, yeah. I, I spent less time spinning out of control, which I, yeah. I, I, I call more intuitive. <laughs> yeah, I spent less time crashing into things to try and, like, you know, wiggle my way into a spot instead of just kind of, ow, ow. Ow, yeah. ow. Oh, okay, now I made it into the ow. Oh, all right, now we're going to ow, ow, you know. Um, so much, much better. Um, huge improvement on that system. Well, I'm hoping I'm hoping that uh, 2.2 makes it out to the live servers very, very soon. Um, uh, there was It was interesting. Uh, we'll talk about it a little bit more, as we, as we keep saying, in the community show. But uh, not a lot of guys in our group were actually in the, uh, uh, the test group. So um, that was... Uh, we ended up playing um, a good part of the night last night in uh, 2.1 just because we didn't uh, didn't have enough folks that had access. So right. hope we get that out to live soon so that everybody can join in on the new hotness. And yeah, and especially um, especially now with the um, improvements to the party system, um, you know, it, it puts a whole new spin on our Sunday nights because we're able to get together. <laughs> yeah, we can actually meet up at the meetup. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, um, interesting stuff uh, from the official contents this week uh, in Around the Verse on Friday, episode 2.20. It opened with a pretty cool combat snippet featuring a glaive chasing a Connie through uh, quantum jumps and then blowing him up real pretty. Um, You know, definitely go check that out. I I love these little, you know, uh, player provided. 
uh, interstitial. Yes, that um, from <laughs> from the game because they, they, you know, they're real. You know, I mean, it's like you know, there's no like, oh well, you know, they had to, you know, that's rendered in. It's rendered in engine, but you know, it's not. I mean, it's like all the flaws, all the good stuff. It's all right there, and 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 more times than not, listening to the people that are playing their enthusiasm, and you know, like when something blows up, and they're going like, oh my god, you know, it's just. Well, it's, you know, it's the, infectious. The, the people that don't play that are constantly hating on the game. You know, first it was it's never going to happen. Then it was they're just JPEG ships. Then it was it looks really pretty. Next it'll be um, you know I, I just I just don't like it. Uh, you know what I mean? Like it, there'll always be something that the the people that don't play the game but like to hate on it are going to find the hate about it. The game comes out in, let's say, a year or two and wins all sorts of awards and is completely blowing everybody away. They will that th- There will be a core group of haters that don't play the game that will still have complaints about it. Come aboard the fanboy train. Choo-choo! Sandy also let us know that concept work for the Drake Buccaneer and the RSI Polaris, that's the uh, the Corvette, um, small Corvette, um, that has begun. And Matt Sherman um, has asked the Internet to supply him reference materials for the Buccaneer. Hmm. You shouldn't ask the Internet for anything. No. <laughs> but I'm just going to assume Matt knows what he's doing. <laughs> All right, and then I thought the highlight of this week's uh, ATV was Disco's return to the wonderful world of Star Citizen, uh, featuring an interview with uh, Star Citizen Twitch streamer DJ Knight. Um, he is a relatively uh, he's relatively new to Star Citizen, uh, but has quickly become a fantastic ambassador for the game. And um, uh, he's he has been uh, involved with gaming and the gaming uh, the business of gaming for a while though. And he seems like a really nice guy, and uh, he's he's very entertaining to watch. So uh, definitely check him out. He's at twitch.tv slash DJ Knight. That's all one word. And, um, uh, dude, go check that man out. Um, in the 10 for the Developers episode 6 featuring, I think last week I said it was Darian and a guy whose face I don't recognize. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, he, the guy I didn't recognize was Kirk Tomei. Um, and uh, they um, uh, they uh, did the sixth episode in this series. Uh, we do we got Chris this week. Chris is back! Yay! Excited about that. Um, but uh, a question that they address, which I thought was interesting, is uh, what are your thoughts on massively increasing the hull and shields on all ships equally across the board? Currently, I feel ship battles are over relatively quickly, and this gives us too little time to respond to system failures, particularly in larger ships. I believe making this change would make battles longer and thereby more immersive. Also, allowing you, also giving you time uh, to repair systems and hull breaches, uh, this will enhance the decisions matter effect. I, I like that, the decisions matter effect. Because, um, you know, it, 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 it is... Uh, to that point, you know, it is sort of frustrating and immersion uh, depuckering when you know you're in a situation and you've been in it a dozen times before, and you're going, you know, it doesn't matter what I do at this point. I'm, you know, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna, in 30 seconds, I'm, I'm gonna be dead and respawned. Right, right, right. Um, you know, so um, I think that uh, that that is an important element of gameplay, and I just like the way he put that. Um, and, and then he continued that, you know, right now the way it is that you take on damage in a fight, it's, it's usually over before you can uh, even finish the get out of your chair animation. So, um, And how, how they responded to this is that they believe this is a fair criticism of the game in its current implementation. And they do want to make gameplay more interesting. Um, and they're going, to tr- tr- they're going to be doing this primarily with balance passes. Uh, as they implement or refactor each system, they will be performing a thorough balance pass to figure out the appropriate range for each of the values in that system. They do want to have more tactical combat. Tactical combat, um, and I think that this makes a lot of sense. Um, and and I'm encouraged by this um, because you know if you think about it in the FPS, uh, the FPS is going to be I think you know tactical is a word that they've used uh, quite a few times. And uh, kind of what this means in FPS games is that you have to avoid getting hit to begin with because, you know, you, in most instances, you get shot, you die. Um, and, uh, but in, in the ships, it, that kind of like makes less sense, you know. It's like you, it really needs to be um, more um, kind of less tactical and more strategic 
um, that uh, to make the, make it interesting because you know getting one shot in a ship I mean is I mean that's that's just you know that that's that's too arcadey excuse me too arcadey if you know what I mean well I mean I think I think that we I think that we see that now I think that balancing is completely out of whack but we do see that that, that you know the battles do last a little bit longer if you're if you're a, a pair of good pilots if one pilot's just bearing down on another and they're not moving or doing anything then the, the fight tends to be over quickly um, I will say that the larger ships absolutely um, need to be toughened up because that's kind mm-hmm. of the whole point. Um, those ships should be tough as nails. A single fighter sh- it should have to work exceedingly hard to take yeah. down um, a larger ship. And it should be scalable. You know, the, yeah. the Drake Cutlass is going to be easier than the Freelancer. The Freelancer is going to be easier than the Constellation and the uh, the Retaliator. The Retaliator and Constellation are going to be easier than, um, you know, than, um, you know, one of the, ne- whatever the next larger ship is up. You know, the the larger the ships, I, I don't want to say an Idris because there's, there's a lot in between there too. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the... The, and then, of course, you know, the exception being ships that are not necessarily combat-oriented. You know, uh, a Freelancer, for example, is designed to be nimble and have heavy guns and heavy weapons. Um, the uh, Mining Ship, for example, or the Hull series are not. So those ships should still be tough. They should have really strong shields, but with a slow maneuverability... Um, Unless they're a really smart, crafty pilot that can get out of there quickly, uh, if they get overrun, they're going to get taken down. So I think, generally speaking, they have a long way to go on balancing larger multi-crew ships. Um, yes, I think they're yes. a little bit closer with the smaller ships uh, because those should be quicker fights, not not one or two shots, but they should be quicker fights. Yes, I, I mean, I, I think it, it makes intuitive sense that if you've got, you know, what, what's on the Vanguard? Is that like a five-size Gatling? Is that what right, the right, right. monster is? I mean, if if that opens up on a Merlin, the Merlin should vaporize. I mean, that you know, right. that that makes sense. But um, it shouldn't be a situation where um, uh, uh, your it shouldn't be like it is in FPS, where you know there shouldn't be any one-shot kills. I don't think. Even no. even on equally matched um, um, uh, ships, I mean, I, I think that even if you have to err to the side of, well, it should be doing more damage, or you know, or the, I think that it it does make the fight more um, immersive because you can't in a ship, you know, like in in FPS combat, you know, it's all about using cover, you know. So when you when you're in cover, but you don't have that in a ship, you know, no. you don't you don't have that kind of maneuverability. You can't dive behind a rock as easily um, in space as you right. can, uh, but you know. you do have six degrees of freedom. Right, but you're not, you're not that nimble. You're not as nimble as you are on your, your feet. Um, okay. So, um, you know, I just, I, I, I thought it was a, I thought it was an interesting point and um, a, a question that I hadn't really heard before. It's, it's, it's interesting that, uh, you know, said, hey, these big ship battles, when we have big ship battles, they should be, more strategic and less less tactical. Yeah. No, I, I absolutely agree. Um, you know, we'll, we'll talk about this in the next show, but um, we had a run-in in my constellation with a um, with a retaliator, and and it, it felt very space. It felt very naval, and it took a little <laughs> while. And I really, really dug it. Yeah. Um, well, it's, it's like my grandma used to say: "Soldier squishy, ship hard." <laughs> Is that what your grandma used to say? All the time. Couldn't get her to shut up. Very nice. Okay. Well, um, and uh, speaking of Reverse the Verse, um, we had uh, two this week. We had, on the 24th, we had the February Subscribers Edition. And they had um, the lore team. I don't know if they're called the lore team. or They had the writers, you know, on there, and um, which I thought was interesting. I don't know if you've had a chance to watch it yet. I have not had a chance to do anything but keep my head above water this, well, this past I, week. I, I will tell you, um, while driving in your car, put it on the YouTube because there's nothing okay. to look at. <laughs> okay, perfect. But, 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 but the words is good, is good. Or especially for, for the, lore, the lore maven such as you are. Yes, this is exciting to me. You, you mentioned lore and my ears immediately perked up. <laughs> well, and they, um, I thought there was an interesting question in there. Um, someone said, the Star Citizen universe is 900 years into the future. How evolved will the human language be by then? Will there be unique slang? 
And uh, what they said was that uh, there will be pirate slang, but it will be kept somewhat similar to regular contemporary languages. Um, they said that they, you, we shouldn't need a dictionary to, um, to, to play the game, and, uh, you know, which I wholeheartedly agree. Um, you know, trying to make languages too realistic, you know, I think would, would um, uh, get things complicated really quickly. Um, because, you know, you think of it if you have, like, local dialects, um, um, you know, as soon as we have, like, you know, more planets with, you know, uh, multiple landing zones on each planet, uh, different races and everything, um, you know, the, the level of complexity could just, you know, skyrocket exponentially. Um, you, you would end up with literally dozens of different um, uh, effective languages. And, um, and they mentioned uh, that <clears throat> that's kind of why, you know, in the movies, oftentimes they fudge this. Um, by um, characters speaking with an accent rather than in a foreign language. You know, it's like, oh, you must be a French guy because you're speaking with a French accent. <laughs> um, but um, um, I, and you know, if you, you know, the idea of, uh, of this being 900 years in the future, you know, if you think about uh, Shakespeare, Shakespeare died exactly 400 years ago this year. Um, and uh, th- that language is still, you know, pretty impenetrable. Uh, to the uh, the casual contemporary untrained ear. So, if you think about what the English language would be like um, 900 years from now, I mean, we don't want to have to learn that. You know, that's let, that's not fun. Let 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 the lore master uh, drop a little knowledge on you, my friend. All right. From uh, from official CIG, uh, and this is uh, part of the writer's guide. Uh, there is a whole um, underground. Uh, whole underground writer's guide to follow when you're you're doing um when you're when you're talking in terms of lore and uh thieves can't uh or slang um is something that is in game um is referenced in the um in the lore bible uh but it's directed more towards a uh cathcart dialect so um i've talked about cathcart really recently in quantum drive and cathcart is a basically a junkyard system um, the UEE used it to dump trash and demolish ships for years. What grew out of that was a colony called Spider. Mm-hmm. And Spider is uh, basically a almost planet sized uh, collection of um, former military ships. And, and it's basically all kind of pulled together with like duct tape and, and you know, glue. And um, it's very much a makeshift uh, orbital station. And that's pretty much where pirates, it's like a considered a free port. And pirates openly trade there. Um, very few people go there. It's very dangerous. But they reference um, in uh, the uh, writer's guide uh, that the uh, people of Cathcart have a very heavy dialect. Uh, the dialect that I'm quoting right now, the dialect first appears in uh, The Last Flight. Uh, it's a story. Uh, here's a sample. Uh, and the stamp, sample goes, uh, I'm going to go ahead and quote this. We's dropped for metal and such, Volk said in a thick Cathcart accent. His tiny eyes looked over Harrow. What we have? We don't have anything, Harrow said. The pirate didn't like that answer. Scrum, don't chaw on me Bedouin. So, for example, so those are some examples of the slang that CIG is already working with in the game. I wonder. I wonder if they're not going to give us subtitles on that. <laughs> well, they actually talk about if you go to that, um, and if you want, I'll throw a link into the show notes so anybody that wants to go check this particular writer's guide out. Um, if you're into the more nefarious, this I reference this writer's guide all the time. Um, it, it does actually. The next paragraph goes into breaking down what some of these sayings are. Uh, like the saying, scrum, don't chaw on my Bedouin. They go through the whole explanation of what that means. And mm-hmm. in my show in Quantum Drive, I actually use the term scrum. Uh, scrum. I haven't referenced Bedouin yet, but I'm getting there. Um, so it's something that is that they've been thinking about for a long time. And I'm sure that there will be different systems, will have different dialects, and I'm sure that they'll expand on that. But an example of that is already in the writer's guide. No, well, you know, I, I think kind of what piqued my interest about this is that it's another interesting um, uh, look at uh, the balance between realism and fun gameplay. Right. Because if you go to this area where they're speaking this language and there's no subtitles and there's no way to translate exactly what they're saying, um, 
I, I bet you that a lot of people are going to avoid that area. Well, here's the thing, though. Let me ask you a question. If someone said to you, in, in the context of what do you got for me, and you said nothing, and someone said, Scraw, don't, ch- don't chaw on the Bedouin, what do you think that means? Um, I'm, I, I think it means um, I, I, I need to run away. <laughs> Would you say, though, that that means don't, don't feed me a line of BS? Yes, yes. Okay. Yeah. So of course, yeah. things are not going well. <laughs> right. So I think I think that the the point that I'm trying to make is that um that it's not going to be something that's so far out like you'd probably go, "Huh?" But in the context of your conversation, you would still understand what they meant. Yeah. And um well, go ahead, I'm sorry. It, it, it's it's like, you know, the physics in the game. You know, I mean, you have the, you know, the the folks with uh training in in physics, astrophysics, what have you, that go, you know, no, the the thruster shouldn't work like this. Um, you know, this is this is all wrong, you know, or the the uh the aviation experts that are going, "No, this, you know, this this is not the way that it work would work in in zero g and blah 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 blah." The game is not going to be tailored to them, nor is it going to be tailored, you know, um to um uh you know, hardcore linguists. I guess is that a is that a right. thing? Um, uh, but I think so. It's you know, I thought it was just sort of an interesting analog to the whole debate about um, you know the, the physics in space. You know, like you know, there's no sound in space. You know, but you know, we just love the way things go boom. You know, when, when we blow right. them up uh, in in the in the PU. So um, now another. Yeah, I just, well, as you say, and another cool thing, if you if if you do go to this um, to the writer's guide, if you scroll down, there is also other slang, and this is slang that um, that people are using um, and that I've used consistently in my show. For example, some of the more common ones: uh, empty casket, uh, a term for murdering someone to prevent the possibility of medical resuscitation or repair. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, then, ghost to kill someone. Mm-hmm. Um, dingo uh, is reference to the butt. So somebody shot me in the dingo. Um, I haven't heard that one. <laughs> no. Yeah, I haven't heard that one referenced a lot. But it's but I've seen ghost. I've seen empty casket. Um, I've seen those used a, a fair bit. So this particular writer's guide is actually a really good reference point um, for trying to incorporate some slang uh, into your gameplay. Well, but it'll be interesting to see what they put into the game. Yeah, totally. Well, no, this is from CIG. This is official. No, I understand, CIG but that stuff. that doesn't that doesn't mean that um, uh, that that's what's going to end up you know in the game. I mean, as far as the, that level of um, of uh, um, dialogue immersion, you know, it could they could uh, thin that out a little bit. Um, they could make it thicker. I, I don't know, but you know, but like I say, it's a balancing thing. No, it's absolutely. Bal- yeah, yeah, it's totally. a balance between authentic. This is what the language should be like, you know, if we were to think of this in, you know, a realistic uh, setting, um, you know, obviously, you know, space is, it's all made up, but, um, uh, you know, the same way that we look at what should fit in a realistic setting uh, relative to the ship construction and uh, how the ships handle and, you know, how the thrusters work and how the engines work, uh, how the guns fire, all that kind of stuff. So... Anyway, I just yeah, it was. I thought it was. Uh, you know, that's what jumped out at me uh, amongst all the other stuff where people said, "Oh, so uh, you know, do you like write every day?" <laughs> but, but yeah, um, it's um. I you know, I think uh, you'll you'll see varying degrees of it. Um, my for example, my character. I grew up in New York, so every once in a while, my New York accent slips. So mm. what I do when I do Quantum Drive is if I'm if I because it's it's not easy to do those scripts and, and play the music and and occasionally I might slip up on on a pronunciation. So my my lore cover is that I because my character is actually from uh, Cathcart. So my lore cover is I'm letting my accent slip. Ah, there you go. <laughs> well, we'll see how it works out. Absolutely. Stay tuned. All right. Um, all right, and then on the the real reverse the verse on Friday, um, uh, we got a whole bunch of stuff. So I'm gonna we're running uh, we're running late here, so I'm gonna go through this stuff uh, fairly quickly here. Um, Chris is back, which means, uh, as I mentioned earlier, we're going to get some more 10-4s from the big dog. Yeah. yeah. Um, Citizen Con will be at the Avalon in Los Angeles uh, Sunday, October 9th. It's going to be during the daytime. So we are going, yes? Oh, yeah, we're going. When are tickets on sale? Why haven't I been able to buy them yet? Uh, Because they're not on sale. Damn it. Uh, But uh, I I think they are going to announce ahead of time when they actually go on sale. Oh, yeah, of course. 
They're still finalizing the time, um, but they they do have a date. And but they said it is going to be earlier in the day. So nice. Um, yeah, I am I am one hundred percent going. As a matter of fact, I need to um, ping a couple of my friends that are watching the game with a casual interest and see if they want to go. All right. Um, so um, what's uh, you know uh, you you've been there before. You went to the one uh, year before last there. Um, so what's uh, what's the best airport for the old Gleepster to come into there? Well, let's see um, if you can afford it. You want to come into Bob Hope. Um, Bob Hope is a quieter, smaller airport. Uh, you would like to avoid LAX if at all possible. Ah, okay. But okay. LAX is cheaper. Ah, okay. Uh, you're, so you're saying my, my Southwest uh, frequent flyer miles are not going to work at Bob Hope? Uh, I don't think they will. Um, but take a look. But look into it. And then, um, you know, I'll come pick you up if you need me to. It's all good. Ooh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll take you up on that. If it's if it's L.A. If, or if it's Bob Hope, you know, I'll come pick you up. It's how I roll. Come on. We're, we'll, we're compadres. We'll work out the deets. Yeah, totes. <laughs> all right. A <laughs> couple, uh, well, couple of old guys doing a really poor ah! job of being cool. <laughs> That's right. Um, so anyway, uh, that that's exciting. We're getting that nailed down. Uh, looking forward to uh, to uh, hooking up with uh, with many uh, many uh, folks that uh, we've only met online. Uh, hopefully at the uh, at the convention. It's funny the uh, the first one um, the first one that I went to came out not too long after I had um, had actually backed, and um, I didn't know anybody, and um, I went completely by myself. I was going to bring a buddy of mine. Again, casual interest, buddy. Um, and something came up, and he couldn't make it. So I just went by myself, and I knew nobody. I didn't even really know anybody other than Chris, like as far as CIG. Um, mm-hmm. So I recognized nobody. I knew nobody. And I went, and I got a cocktail, and I sat down, and I sat next to like uh, two or three guys, and I just leaned over, and I was like, so what are you flying? And immediately they were like, oh, I'm flying, blah, blah, blah. And, oh, what are you? And just struck up a conversation. And, you know, I, was, I spent the rest of the night talking to the guys that were sitting next to me. And there's a, there's a certain camaraderie um, in, that, in that commonality, if you will, of um, all being in the same place talking Star Citizen. Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, that's very cool. All right. Well, um, uh, as we mentioned earlier, uh, the uh, the current alpha build 2.2 features the first iteration of the new lobby system. They didn't uh, give any other information uh, about it. Um, and uh, as we mentioned earlier, we'll discuss our experiences with it in the community show. Um, and speaking of the Xi'an Scout scandal, um, uh, several months ago, a tech producer... Um, it was two seats. It's now one seat. Um, looked at the Scout and uh, saw that it was a two-seater and said, you know, you can't have a two-seater ship where one person is blocking in the other, per- other person. It, it's not going to work. And I guess it's a problem that they're still having with the Gladiator, um, and they're working uh, hard at fixing that. So, um, But anyway, at the time, the response uh, was, okay, just remove the extra seat. Um, after all, there was no function for it at the time. But what happened was, or what they said on Reverse the Verse, is that it was never communicated to other groups that they had done this. So it went, uh, it went through their production process um, without anybody realizing what had happened. Um, but, um, uh, you know, the design team didn't know, the community team didn't know. And um, they're, they're, they are going to look at it and see if there's something they can do to, put, uh, to restore a second seat, but they can't promise anything. Um, but I thought it was sort of interesting that it was all, all the way up to the point that they were filming the last 10 for the devs before somebody looked at it and said, you know. Oh, by the way. Where's the other seat? <laughs> no, this isn't the right ship. And, um, you know, I, I was just imagining that, it, you know, Chris finding that out and, uh, and uh, like the, uh, the mushroom cloud that would, uh, no, I mean, not that Chris, you know, has a, has a temper or anything, but, you know, uh, they, uh, they talk about him as, you know, he is the boss, you know, and, and all of these decisions are his. And I, I would imagine that if that had happened, he would not have been pleased. I, you know, at, at the end of the day, um, they are not perfect. No, no. And, but you know what? The thing that was really cool, I mean, and it, you know, it's sort of a throwaway story, but the thing that is really cool is that they got on Reverse the Verse and they said, hey, we screwed up and this is where we dropped the ball and we're going to try to fix it. We can't promise that we will be able to or when we will um, uh, have it done if we can. Um, and I'm sure if you go to the concierge, you know, and say, hey, look, when I bought it, when I pledged for it, it was two-seater. Now it's one-seater. I want, you know, store credit. I'm sure they'd do that for yeah. me. Yeah. Well, I, you know, and the thing is, um, I, I mean, I learned I learned very early on in life, and I'm sure you'll agree with me, when you make a mistake, just own up to it. 
and, and yeah. very, very few people yeah. in this world and very few companies in this world um, do that. You know, um, I look, look at our political circus right now. Um, you know, if you <laughs> oh, make, if, oh, let's not. Yeah, I know. If you make a mistake, you know, you just say, I work in a very, very um, high pressure uh, environment. And I've made my mistakes here and there. And my boss will come to me like, hey, what's up with this? And I'm like, oh, you know what? I, I messed up because of X, Y, Z. I'm sorry. And my boss goes, fair enough. And, and, you know, too few people in the world, too few companies in the world just admit when they when they mess up. It's a perfect example of, oh, crap, we screwed up. Sorry. Yeah. It happens. You know, but, yeah, I mean, you know, but it's like you almost, you know, you kind of like empathize with that with the first person that sort of realized it. And it's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> totally. And and to the people that bought the ship with the expectation of having two seaters, they are well within their rights to be to be frustrated about that. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, you yeah. purchase one thing and you get something else, you're going to be frustrated about that. Totally yeah. get that. I think my only point is that it's nice to see CIG um, you know, and they do this consistently. When they make a mistake, they go, "We made a mistake." Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's that. That was the reason I even brought it up. Was I? So that was very cool of them to just you know put it out there and say this is what happened. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Absolutely. <laughs> and we 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 is human. Whoopsie, <laughs> whoopsie. Um, and Alexis is planning for a concierge pop up party this weekend in the Los Angeles. There, Jimmy, you are going to this, yes? Of course. Okay, now, and, and this is the, the one on March 4th that they were talking about, right? Correct. Uh, I've got my official invite. Uh, the location has been established. I am very excited, and uh, I will report back next Monday on how it went. Looking forward to that. Many pictures, please. Oh, yeah. No, I'm, I'm really excited. Um, there, I think I talked touched on this last week, but there were some people, um, there were some community members. Uh, wow. Uh, some community members. Weird <laughs> emphasis there. Um, there are some com- community members that I'm really looking forward to meeting, um, and I'm looking forward to talking to development staff and, and just hanging out, having some cocktails, and you know maybe talking about some things that are, that are not just Star Citizen, too. Cool. Well, you polish up your selfie stick. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> that was gross. All right. Um, and I, but I guess they had just an overwhelming response to this. Of um, course. Because, um, and um, uh, I guess they're going to have a, um, a, a number of events, uh, uh, more than one at least, um, in a couple of the cities, I believe in Los Angeles and also in Germany, they talked about it, um, uh, having to have more than one event. So uh, hoping that they do that in L.A. too. Um, but you know, it's just it's very cool that you know, and I think that they're kind of overwhelmed by it too, because I think how what they based it on was the bar citizen events, like they've had in in uh, Austin, right? And I forget where else they had one where, where they would have like maybe seventy five people show up or a hundred people show up, and um, uh, I guess for for this they had uh, multiples of hundreds, so. Um, it's a it's a very cool thing. It's going to be a big event, uh, you know. But it's it's weird because it's in a bar. So I mean, how big of an event can it possibly be? Well, maybe maybe actually it's not going to be that big. It's going to be they'll probably have to limit it to a hundred or so, and then um, have more than one. Well, and that that may that may have been the overwhelming response. I mean, if, if you think about it, like if you're in LA, you would think that okay, if we put this out there, we're going to get. You know, a hundred people that want to go, and and you know maybe you know, or maybe we'll get like you know fifty people that want to go, and twenty five actually show up. They may have gotten a hundred people that want to go, and seventy five are going to show up, and that's kind of pushing the max cap on this particular bar. Yeah, well, I mean, it, I mean, you can. You, there's always more room at Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah, I'm hoping for a smaller event, to be perfectly honest with you, but we'll see how it goes. Yeah. All right. Well, excited to hear uh, how it goes next week. Yes. 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 All right, the UI team is working on the new Hollow Table. Oh thank God! Oh, thank you, thank you so much, thank you, thank you. Although we do have a um, a post um, you know, from John's uh, forum report uh, in the community show uh, about a uh, a clever solution that uh, um, uh, folks maybe can avail themselves in the meantime. Stay tuned for that. And, of course, we got our ship statuses. And I guess this is going to be a regular thing they're going to start doing um, on Reverse the Verse. Um, they had a, a whole bunch of, you know, they had a you know new intro and, you know, fancy graphics and stuff. And they're, they're, they're putting some effort into what used to be just, I think it had to sort of started out with a couple of people sitting around a desk and said, hey, you want to just sort of um, start streaming and, and see if anyone's paying attention? Right, right, right. Uh, it's, it's actually turned into a thing, and it, and it is it's a sort of, it's my, well, it is. It's my favorite show of the week. Yeah, I, I, think I, we I, like, most, that, I like that one, too. I agree. Yeah, I already knew where you were going with that. Yeah, we get more out of that show than anything else. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. totally. 
All right, so ship status I. Um, status I? Statuses. Um, the Starfarer being in hangar is currently targeted for a 2.3 release. Um, resources who have been working on the Xi'an Scout have been redirected on the uh, redirected to work on the Drake Herald. Yay, Jimmy. Yes. All right. Uh, no word of any kind on the Redeemer. Redeemer. The Redeemer. Is that your, uh, re- your Cathcart uh, accent slipping? No, that's 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 my <laughs> tired. Anyway, frowny face for the old Gleepster. I mean, because that's been in my hangar for a, like a year and a half now. Okay. Um, so, but um, uh, a little quick shout out to um, the latest episode from INN. Uh, I think it's episode fifty three of their um, their show, which is available on iTunes and also uh, SoundCloud. Uh, but anyway, um, uh, they have uh, Disco. They had Disco on there, and he did a really good job of explaining. Um, uh, why it is that um, just because you know you've had that ship for as long as you've got it, um, uh, it isn't ready yet, or they haven't done a re uh, uh, another pass on it. So um, uh, definitely uh, not not enough time to get into that here. And besides, they've already done it. So uh, go check their show out. It's um, uh, Disco's always funny. It was it was funny in the seventies. <laughs> 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 Yeah, I see what you did there. I did. Yeah, yeah uh-huh. that's right. Yeah, I, was, I was a Pistols fan myself. All right. Um, the Reliant is very close to being brought into hangar. Uh, the Dragonfly is going to the artwork team in Los Angeles. The Orion, the Reclaimer, the Endeavor, and I'm guessing the Starliner, too, are all long-term prospects now subject to their particular gameplay mechanics being fleshed out first. So um, they're going to, you know, the, the purposes behind these ships, they're going to nail that down first before they spend any more time developing the ship. That said, however, the Carrick has been moved up the long-term list ahead of these other ships, so um, it may not be coming soon, TM, but uh, it will be coming before um, those other uh, specific purpose ships. So um, keep that uh, in mind. Uh, the Caterpillar concepts are almost done. I, I will um, uh, borrow one thing from what Disco said uh, in uh, on the INN show. Uh, he did say that the, the Caterpillar is going to be what they learn in... Uh, finishing the Caterpillar is going to be key in how they uh, do subsequent passes on all other Drake ships. So, Interesting. Uh, yeah, so that's, um, um, and that's, you know, that's kind of why we were able to get the Sabre so quick. You know, it went from concept to, yeah, um, yeah, to we, flyable yeah, we you know, relatively quickly. quickly. Yeah, totally. Is, is because they had this rich um, uh, um, uh, base of information for Aegis ships. Uh-huh. You know, so it was basically, you know, they knew how to do an Aegis ship. They had learned so much about it that they got to the point where it was just sort of like, okay, we do this, we do this, we do this, boom. That makes sense. Oven at 350 for 90 minutes, and boom, you've got a spaceship. Can can I just say um, briefly that um, my curiosity and interest, um, stat to stat, has been peaked on the Caterpillar versus the Constellation. Mm-hmm. So I, un, understandable. So things things might be happening in my hangar when that caterpillar goes hangar ready. I don't know yet. Um, it's just there's more cargo space, um, but there's less weapons. Uh, there's more modularity, but I, I'm just as far as my larger multi cruise ship goes, it's relative to the constellation, and I, I don't know. I don't know. Mm. You know, you've seen True Romance, right? Yeah. You remember the James Gandolfini speech? No, it's been. I haven't seen that movie in years. In in the hotel room, you know, when he uh, when he um, anyway, there is a um, there's a melting joke in there. Oh, okay, but, I'll have to go but check it's, it out. it's it's buried. No, not in the movie, but there was a melting joke in there that is buried just deep enough that I'm not going to bother trying to exude. <laughs> okay, perfect. And you all should thank me. All right. So anyway, um, and Prowler Concepts are still awaiting the fleshing out of the Tavaran race, which makes sense. Um, and um, But they said it's going to be well worth the wait. And so um, that is about it uh, for this week. Um, we are looking forward to uh, 2.2 to live. Uh, hoping that that happens really soon. We will be uh, staying tuned for that. I, I'll update right now because... It was this time last week when I updated and all the magic started happening. And no, 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 nope, 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 nope. Not, not this week, not this week. 
All right. Well, in the meantime, please do go to engine.com for all your site hosting needs. That is E-N-J-I-N.com. Thank you, Ronald Jenkins, for letting us use your music. Check him out at ronaldjenkins.com. Be sure to check out Star Citizen, the base radio at radio.starcitizenbase.com, where you can find a rebroadcast of the previous week's Versecast every Saturday afternoon. You can reach the podcast by email at comms at versecast.org. On the Twitters, we are at Versecast. Be sure to use the hashtag TGWS. Sometimes you actually get something from those guys with ships. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Our RSI Star Citizen organization can be found at robertspaceindustries.com slash orgs slash Versecast. Please upvote us there on the RSI community hub in the podcast and deep space radar sections. There are links to those in the show notes. On Steam, we are those guys with ships, and please do be sure to check out our gaming community website. It is versecast.org. Say goodnight, Gracie. My name is Gleep, and all my contact information is in the show notes. Jimmy, where can the fine folks find you? Well, goodnight, Gracie. Push the talk, Jimmy. Uh, goodnight, Gracie. <laughs> <laughs> it's been so long since I forgot to push to talk. Oh, that's that. Yeah, it's... You, we were overdue. Yeah, we were overdue. Um, all of my contact info, of course, is in the show notes. Um, you can find me most chatty over at Twitter. And uh, every Thursday night, 9 p.m. PST, and Saturday, 1 p.m. PST, uh, you can hear my show Quantum Drive over at uh, the uh, base. Uh, it is a mix of Star Citizen lore and uh, music, and I use the two to tell a story. This week, uh, Jackson is moving uh, highly illegal, uh, unregistered uh, weapon dies uh, from uh, Hurston Dynamics to the Rytor system, and uh, hilarity and excitement ensues. <laughs> Listen to it. It's good times. It is. It is. It's fun times. And, uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, check me out. Come find me on Twitter. Check me out on the base. And uh, if you need to get a hold of me, uh, you know, by all means, email me at uh, jimmy at firstcast.org. Awesome. All right. Well, until next time, then, we are Those Guys with Ships, and this has been the Versecast. See you guys. See ya. Ah, you know, for, for the, 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 what a horrible week I had last week. Yeah. Every week should start with a little star citizen. It's true. It's true. Into every life, a little star citizen must fall. No, wait. No, that's the other way. Yeah, that's the other way. Um, Go to the greeting card store. They have star citizen greeting cards? They absolutely no. (laughs) 